Good afternoon. I'm Rhonda Feynman, and this is the Healthy Options Program right here on WERU Community Radio. On Healthy Options today, we have with us two members of the Healing Garden, a Belfast-based nonprofit organization dedicated to wellness. We'll be talking about all sorts of healing techniques and asking the all-important question, how does quantum physics affect our overall health and well-being? I know it's on everyone's mind, and we will get to discuss that today. So, and much more with our guest today, Diana Marie Chapin, one of the founding members and president of the Healing Garden. She's a Reiki master and her practice in Belfast. In her practice in Belfast, she works with energy healing and meditation and helps clients to develop wellness skills. Also joining us is Michelle Walker, entrepreneur, transformational life coach, and self-healing mentor. She has a master's degree in counseling psychology, is a certified facilitator of the Energy Codes, a self-healing system, which we'll hear more about as we discuss what the Healing Garden does and how the members use their insights, skills to help people learn self-awareness, self-empowerment, and self-healing. We want to welcome today to Healthy Options, Diana Marie Chapin and Michelle Walker. So glad you could join us today. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. Thank you. So let's dig right in. First, uh, let's talk a little bit about what the Healing Garden is before we get to the quantum physics, which I know everyone's just uh, really wanting to know about. So, uh, Diana, maybe you could start. Uh, I know you're one of the founding members. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and what, uh, what, the, what this is here in Belfast? Sure. We've been um, engaging people in the mid-coast and really central Maine and other parts of Maine uh, area over the past 18 months in healing circles, half-day workshops, and day-long retreats that foundationally teach the science of heart coherence, which is all about how uh, we all have the capacity to self-regulate into a state of harmonic order in our heart. And in that state, our heart creates a, a greater level of cortical functioning in our brain that allows us to focus better, make better decisions, and to see greater possibility in our life. So um, we are all about helping people develop tools for self-regulation and self-healing and to um, overall get ahead of or upstream of a lot of the mental health, uh, complex illness, addictions, um, issues that we, uh, we're experiencing culturally here in the Midcoast area, statewide and across the nation. So um, we believe in healing one person at a time, and that as parts of a whole, when we heal as an individual, we actually contribute to the collective and in a way, <laughs> in a very um, real and significant way, shift oh. the collective. Oh yeah, we're all, we're definitely going to have to uh, get into some of the details of what that means. Um, I want to just invite Michelle uh, Michelle Walker tell tell us a little bit about about the work you're doing, and um, then we'll. I have so many questions, Diana, about heart coherence, and we're going to definitely need to answer that. Um, mm. Michelle, uh, let's uh, tell me tell us a little bit about about what you're up to. Yes, well, I am a transformational life coach, um, certified in the Wayfinder coaching model, and I'm also a self-healing mentor. I had my own kind of um, health challenge that led me to really investigate what is the nature of healing and how does that really come about. 
And so I, through my own meditative practice and studies, I discovered a pathway forward for myself that was including heart coherence and emotional regulation, as well as understanding my energy system, my energy body, and how to work with that, how to tap into it, how to understand it, how to recognize the fluctuations in my energy and start to make decisions that created the possibility of nourishing my energy system and brought about my own healing in that way. So I am very passionate about helping people understand that um, everyone's capable of self-healing, that that's our nature. It is um, just stepping out of the way of that process naturally happening. What what does that mean to be a, a self a guided guiding coach? What self healing coach? How does, um, what does that mean? Yes, I um I have two aspects to my business. One is transformational life coaching, which is about helping people identify what it is they truly want in their life and um, clearing the pathway to achieve that. And the other is the self healing mentor, and that of course there's tons of overlap with these because. All of life is constantly speaking to us. And those challenges, whether they're health or emotional or work challenges, this is life wanting to get our attention and help us come into a greater sense of alignment with ourselves and express that which we're here to express. So as a self-healing mentor, I work with people fundamentally to change the belief that they need something outside of themselves to heal. And then we through practices and conversation, we develop um, or sensitize um, my clients to recognizing their power, understanding their energy system, learning how to work with it, and then also really clearing all of the beliefs that they've accumulated over a lifetime that there is something lacking within them and that something from outside is necessary to make the changes inside. Mm. What does it mean? What does it mean to um, when you're you're talking about the understanding the energetic system? What what does that mean in in this system for you? Or well, this? is it okay if I bring in quantum physics for a moment here? Oh, no question. Yes, that is the major <laughs> question. The dangling here in, in our healthy options interview today, Michelle. Right. Walker. So, quantum physics you know, and now this is well over 100 years ago, uh, brought forward the understanding that everything is energy, everything in the universe is energy, and everything in the universe is moving in this sea of energy. And it's like, you know, the fish in the water. Now the fish is the fish perceiving water. No, they're just in the water. And that's us. We're in a sea of energy continuously all around us, infinite amount of energy. And then that energy, you know, in our system of energy is interacting constantly. So the um, the idea is that we have fields of energy many, many layers of energy. And that energy is actually what forms the physical body. It's the, uh, the body has each, uh, each, our full body system, as well as our organs, um, all have a vibrational frequency. 
And it's that that we work with and heart coherence to bring into a rhythmic, um, coherent pattern for greater efficiency and greater levels of communication within the body. But we're also interacting through that coherence with the larger fields all around us. And when we can come into harmonization, we have access to these infinite fields of energy beyond us and all around us. So to begin to even just feeling inside the body and sensing the energy within us, because what, okay, we're programmed to believe in the physical senses and that's the extent of reality, right? But there's this whole other reality that is beyond our physical senses, but we can learn how to tune into that through our awareness and through becoming more and more subtle in our sensitivity. Why this is relevant, why this is important, because there's a vast amount of life that we don't perceive because this, our physical senses lock us into this really narrow band of perception. Tiny, tiny, tiny amount of reality that we're perceiving. So if we can slowly open, open, open to greater or more subtle fields of awareness, a whole other life opens up to us. And that includes a capacity to tap into energy beyond our own system to nourish and replenish and fortify our physical body. So, yes, we are speaking with Michelle Walker and uh, Diane um, Marie Chapin, and we are discussing vibrational medicine and quantum physics right here on on uh, on Healthy Options today. When when we talk about the quantum quantum physics, we, um, I, I remember reading studies where we understand that solid objects aren't solid. That what we think we're touching is actually all these molecules and atoms and and even smaller smaller particles uh, fluxing and vibrating. So that that is what we're we're trying to we're we're going to tap into to help our own healing process. And I, uh, Diana, I, I want to bring you in on this conversation. Tell us more about what you're doing with the with the heart coherence and. And we touched on that. How does that how does that resonate uh, with our vibrational <laughs> moment here? Yes. Pun well, totally intended. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> well, we are helping people develop skills around interoception, which is uh, what Michelle is saying, and it's the name for uh, perceiving and feeling into the energy of space within our body as it occupies space in this reality. So there's this repetitious um, uh, theme of space. And when we sense and perceive into the energy of our, our body through the practice of interoception, of which heart coherence is a practice of interoception, we're actually sensing into the quantum field within. We're sensing into the energy of our subatomic self, or neurologically, our synaptic self, the space within us that communes all, at all times with the quantum field that connects all things. So, and it, it in practical terms, what that means is uh, for many people, for example, when they enter into a, a social uh, situation and they feel a pit in their stomach or heaviness in their heart center, that's an act of interoception where they're actually feeling into the energy of space beyond the physical body. It's a neurological phenomenon and our body connects to the quantum field 
through our neurological self. And so one important thing uh, for everyone to consider is that all systems function relationally at a quantum level. The quantum field is a unifying field of subtle energy, subtle electricity, really, that um, we all feel and perceive into. And when we can teach ourselves to sense into that connection, we are sensing into loads of information beyond this reality. And for many of us, we have entrained our nervous system on the physical world, as Michelle's pointed out, outside of us, but for example, into um, into media or into the institutions of our time or into the current state of our reality. And that's all very limited and is affected by our individual uh, experience of being. So we are perceiving that reality through our current emotional state. And when we shift into a state of heart coherence and sense into the energy of our own space as an individual being, and we tune into that greater, more coherent, more intelligent fields of uh, energy that Michelle's talking about in the quantum field, we're tuning into this amazing vastness of higher order that is beyond and um, extraordinarily intelligent and organized. And our system that's always uh, geared towards self-order tunes into that greater intelligence of the quantum realm. And suddenly this reality doesn't seem so troubling or problematic because we've we've effectively plugged into uh, something that just feels a lot better and we sense it in our body. The only way to really ex to understand what that means is to take some time to practice tuning in and to take our attention away from this physical reality and put our intent, our attention on that greater intelligence, uh, the connection to which is within us. Can, can you give us a, give us some examples of that? I'm, I'm on, on a very, uh, world very very practical level you walk into a room and you you're meeting someone and you totally connect what does that mean yeah is that right yeah. right yes. or you don't connect right <laughs> or are you I, I must go to the other side of the room right now because, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> but um so would that be something that we're talking about here or some other examples that would help us to kind of uh, ground this Yes, excellent. That's exactly it. So in your example, what's happening is your body as unconscious, but very intelligent mind is tuning in beyond your cranial brain. And your body as unconscious mind is processing as a system relationally, the energy of that space or the energy of the beings in that space. And you just know it happens lightning fast. The information comes into your body as a system. It circulates up through your energy centers and your body as unconscious mind surfaces to your cranial brain, move toward or move away from. And the more we can sense into the body giving us those signals, the better off we'll be in life because we'll make healthier choices. And um, we're very keen. M most people are more keen than they know at perceiving and decoding the energy of space, of relationships, of work, and everything they're related to in their life. It's just a matter of acknowledging all of that information in the body as intelligent mind is surfacing to the cranial brain. Uh, Michelle, do you want to add to that? Is there? I do. Um, yes. 
we have been conditioned to deny this process. We've been conditioned to not trust it or believe in it. And so rather than following those internal impulses and trusting, because, hey, that information is coming in, but it's not from a logical source, right? We can't explain it, right? Why am I having this experience of wanting to move away from this person? I don't even know them, right? So we might override that and say, you know, talk ourselves out of it and then suppress that information trying to emerge. And then we make it a habit and we distance ourselves more and more from that signaling system. So to we we convince ourselves for all kinds of reasons. I should be nice. I just you know want to get along, or I have to do. I have to do this big thing, right? We force ourselves to move against that internal intelligence, right? That's here for us, really draw you know leading us to a better life. <laughs> but we, yeah, we deny it, and. Um, so just as Diana is saying, it is kind of returning to this primal sense of um, allowing the information to arise and more and more sensing and feeling it and more and more trusting it and then becoming willing to act upon that without a logical basis of understanding why. This is huge. Because this we this this culture, right? It's all logic, rationality you know, and denial of that supreme intelligence within, which is in um, the intuitive side, you know. If you have just tuned in, we're, you are listening to the Healthy Options Program on WERU Community Radio. I'm Rhonda Feynman. Our guests today are Diana Marie Chapin and Michelle Walker, board members of the Healing Garden and practitioners. And um, the Healing Garden is a health and wellness nonprofit organization based in Belfast, Maine. And we are talking about energy fields. And uh, what does it mean when somebody talks about the biofields? Is that what we're talking about, Diana? Diana Marie Chapin? What, is, what does that mean, biofield? Yes. Well, the biofield is a living, intelligent energy that surrounds any any system. So as a human being, we have this physical body that is surrounded by an invisible field of intelligent energy that actually precipitates the physical body. So everything is energy, non-physical energy that vibrates slower and slower down into density. And so this living intelligent field of energy that surrounds the physical body, I actually think of it as my non-physical nervous system because it is um, very attuned to the energy around me. And as a healer, I'm using my body as an instrument of consciousness and sensing into the field of energy around my physical body, the field of energy, the biofield around another person's physical body, and the field of living intelligent energy that occupies the space that our bodies are in. So the earth really is a massive, intelligent biofield with these smaller units of biofields that we call trees and raccoons and humans. <laughs> and eagles that we've just <laughs> seen today. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this, that, that sense, you know, back there was a time when people would talk about auras. Would that, would that mm. be, what, you know, we're, we have a more of a, of a different way of, of understanding, but 
that's really what it is that we really emanate a, a sense of, of an energetic field. And we, we know that I, I, I'm remembering, um, some of my uh, studies in, in, in energetic medicine and as Chinese medicine or, or East Asian medicine. And we were working with someone and my friend, it's a friend who is very, he was, he was really a powerful individual, very, very powerful. And when we started working with him, literally we were out the door of this room because his field was so huge <laughs> that we were literally, I'm telling you, there's like three feet away from the treatment table until we started laughing. Like, how do we get in here? You have to let <laughs> us in. You have to let us in. And so I've had other people experience that. Michelle, do you want to, uh, Walker, do you want to add to to that that part of the conversation too? Yes. Well, it's not just a single field, but it's many layers, many feel, many layers of different fields. And um, closer to the body is the etheric field. And beyond that, the um, emotional and mental fields, right? And this is why understanding and, and learning how to self-regulate is so important because we're in a, we are shaping these subtle fields through our own volition, through our own uh, engagement with our emotions and our mental activity. So to understand that we can actually, um, through consciousness, create fields that support our life. With um, within our emotional energy body and our mental um, energy body, and it's just a powerful recognition to realize, like how I'm spending my time thinking and how I'm spending my time feeling, I'm actually creating um, these little energy fields that I'm filtering reality through. You know, there's that phrase. Um, that we don't see the world how it is, we see the world how we are, right? And that is one of the mechanisms of that because we are generating the filters that then we receive reality through. And so we are, again, just more, way, way, way more powerful than we've ever understood ourselves to be. And to understand how to engage in a coherence practice, like through heart coherence, heart-brain coherence, we can sensitize our system to understanding how do these, how does emotional reactivity impact me, impact my system, just to begin there. And then, you know, create a bit of coherence and then see the result of that, see the result or feel the result in our own body, of coming into uh, a peace and an ease or um, being able to practice enough so that we can pattern interrupt. We can, as a reaction is beginning, understand we have a choice. There's that moment of like, oh, I could just, I could just take a moment. I could breathe. I can connect with my heart. I could, um, calm myself down not as a suppressive mechanism but a self-regulation uh, I, I, I wanted to talk about self what does that mean self-regulation um we we understand or in in education that as we're growing up we that little ones need to that's part of the process as you develop and as as our uh, our you know brain development and such that there is that sense of regulating and self-regulation and as adults we we 
forgot some of those lessons, perhaps. Um, what does self-regulation mean? Uh, it, you know, again, we have that very little kid kind of aspect, but what does it mean for us as as adults? And I, I want to hear both uh, Diana and 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 Michelle answer that. Go, go for it. Uh, but you're you're shaking your head, Michelle. So go for it. Okay. <laughs> well. Um... Yes, I know Diana will have a lot to share on this, but, you know, as children, I don't know that we were taught emotional regulation as much as emotional suppression, right? You're not supposed to feel certain things and you're supposed to calm down and you're supposed to like apply force um, against yourself and emotional self-regulation is recognizing that reactivity is inherently depleting to our energy system. It is actually working against us. And so it it behooves us. It is us uh, um, being self-empowered to claim a desire to actually regulate our energy system for our greatest benefit and for our great, greatest service to life. Really, it extends like that. The more I self-regulate, the more I am able to contribute higher vibrational um, frequency into the field to the people around me and my community, but my household, my own body. So, so how it's different is that I bring a level of awareness and intelligence into that moment of recognizing I have an ability to uh, soothe myself, to calm myself. Not because what I'm feeling is bad, not at all. I mean, we are living beings in a dynamic world and and everything is here arising within our system. Um, and it's through the ability to turn within that we can actually meet the energies that's rising that is trying to form a reaction and allow it, right? Allow it, but not take action on it by um and and we can go through a heart coherence practice if you'd like yes. but connecting within and sensing and feeling but then redirecting our attention into the center of our heart into slowing our breathing down right mm -hmm. it, that breath is a massive component to self-regulation because it's our conscious interaction with our nervous system Yes, well, we're, we're definitely going to be doing a definitely want to to do a, a, a an exercise. Uh, Diane, I want to bring you in here on on this uh, conversation of of self regulation, and and we're touching on that heart the heart coherence piece again. So tell us more, and and yes, please join us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'd love to. So, it, in my view, self regulation is an act, a choice that we can make to witness ourselves in non-judgment, being the awareness that Michelle is speaking of, being, being a witness to the energy of our life. So our system is functioning relationally with every person, place, thing, and condition around us. And most people can notice that the energy of their life has a depleting quality or a renewing quality or if they create a moment to to get into the energy, as Michelle's saying, and see what their body is surfacing, 
are those energies depleting or renewing? And so self-regulation is the act of creating a choice point. I think of it as stretching time, just becoming a witness to what the body's offering. Mm. And what most of us find is that through the stresses and traumas of our life, we've adapted maladaptive coping strategies rather than adaptive and resilient ones. We have become dysregulated in our body. And that means we neurologically mechanically, non-physically, and hormonally are in a state of non-optimal functioning. So this act of self-regulating through heart coherence is so impressive because it causes a cascade of interactions with the systems within our body that restore us into balance and engage our nervous system in a a nourishing, a restorative, a restful and a repair centered sort of state. So the body always wants to come back to something that settles because it's self ordering and the act of heart coherence allows us to get into a state of renewal in which we can be creative and make those choices that we would prefer in our life rather than be a victim to the energy around us. Okay. So just For those who are just joining us, I'm Rhonda Feynman, and this is the Healthy Options Program on WERU Community Radio. We're speaking with Diana Marie Chapin and Michelle Walker, board members and also uh, healing practitioners. And they uh, are board members of the Healing Garden, a Belfast-based nonprofit organization dedicated to wellness. I think it's time for us to, to get some practical experience. So I know each of you have prepared something so uh who who wants to go first? <laughs> so, um, Diana, you were talking right. We were just discussing that heart co- coherence. Um, well, we all were. Um, so, somebody, let's uh, let's let's dig right in. Get an experience here. Diana, why don't you lead in heart coherence, and then I'll do a, just a sensing and feeling into the energy body after that. Excellent. All right. Well, if our listeners would like to close their eyes, or um, there are no rules around this practice, so if it doesn't feel well to close your eyes, you can just gaze softly into um, space or out the window. Some people like to place their hand on their heart center, so just over the sternum in the center of our chest, just to bring awareness to this space. And the great law in energy energy medicine is where my attention goes, energy flows. So I invite you to allow your attention to flow into the space that your heart and lungs, your rib cages, your thoracic spine and sternum occupy in the space of your body. And just let your attention flow to this creative center. This space is a sacred space in that it regulates the energy of the body. It's not our cranial brain that does that. Our cranial brain does some of that, but it's the heart center that actually regulates the energy of the body. So as our attention flows into this space and we allow ourselves to feel into the energy of this space, we can just slow our breathing down allowing ourselves to breathe a little deeper and a little slower than we usually do. And this act of breathing slower and deeper, this act alone 
regulates the nervous system into a restorative state. And so in the work, it's when I breathe as though I am relaxed, my body becomes relaxed. When we slow our breathing down and feel into the energy of the space of our heart, we're breathing as though we're asleep. And in that state, the body is restoring and repairing. And if it feels good to you, you can imagine that you're breathing directly into your heart center. Some people like to create imagery like light flowing into their heart, nourishing their heart center. And it is so beautiful to believe and to know that your body is self-ordering. It knows how to do this. There's no one who is exempt from being able to do this. There's no one who um, has, has had experiences in their life that cause them to be beyond the peace that this practice can bring. It includes everyone and it excludes no one. And so as we breathe into our heart and feel into that space and slow our breathing down and feel the peace and calm that can come with creating this choice point just to feel grateful for this moment. And if it feels good to you to feel in love with yourself for taking time to do this. And then, I don't know, Michelle, you might want to move into a greater field. Well, let's take a moment to breathe into this, right? For a second. That's just me. I'm interjecting. Okay. <laughs> oh, we love <laughs> Just breathe for a moment. In the, yeah. Yes, the life force, the breath. Do not be doing this. Mm. Driving, just breathing. Okay. Okay. No, I, I think it would be valuable to spend a little time just talking about this process first before shifting into another exercise. And thank you, Diana. So beautiful. Yes, thank you. And your guidance <laughs> to receive how nourishing that is. And so this is called um, heart-focused breathing. It's a foundational um, practice um, of heart coherence as designed by the HeartMath Institute, which is a nonprofit organization that's been studying the power of heart coherence for over 30 years. And they are science-based and they have tons of resources available for people that um, are uh, interested. Or you can also come to uh, a local event with the Healing Garden. Um, but the first step um, is that um, slowing a breathing down. And it's often suggested a five count inhalation, exhalation. But as Diana said, it's really nice just to just to intend to slow and deepen the breath and allow it to be natural, like not applying force, but just inviting ourselves into something, uh, a, a breathing pattern that is calmer and soothing to the nervous system. And then so step one, and then step two is placing our attention in the center of our heart uh, area. And this is engaging the power of our consciousness to direct and engage the energy of our system, right? As Diana said, where we place our attention is where we place our energy or, uh, you know, what we're focusing upon builds energy. And that's true across the board in our life so you know noticing what we're spending our time giving our attention to one of our uh, um, 
the most important superpowers is our attention, right? So are we building the life that we're wanting or are we, you know, dispersing and distracting into content that has no value to add peace and love to our life? So that's just an aside, but coming back to the process. (laughs) Um, So slowing and deepening our breath, focusing our attention in the center of our chest or in our heart region, and then um, visualizing or imagining the breath flowing in and through the heart center. And those are the three simple steps. You can, you know, anytime, anywhere. Um, It's not necessary to be in a quiet room with your eyes closed in lotus position to practice this. It's really a mobile practice and standing in line or driving in your car is really, it's fine because we're remaining conscious and aware and um, we can, especially as we practice, you know, in a meeting, you know, in a moment when you're about, you know, the signs of a argument arising on the horizon. <laughs> you know, these, these are these are opportunities. Yeah. Do you want to say anything more, Diane? Oh, yes. I actually loved your aside because um, your aside is also the meat and potatoes of how we connect to the quantum field. So for everyone just to be aware that our attention is the most sought after creative resource in the universe <laughs> because it creates. And that's really what we're talking about is recall our attention to ourselves and to our own system and to our own heart and to harness that creative power to create more of what we want. And in this day and age, we are living out quantum theory in that um, what has our attention, we're creating more of. We live in a participatory universe as far as the quantum field is concerned. We're the observer of reality and what has our attention, we're growing. And so when we enter into this state of heart coherence, it's a beautiful act of sovereignty over our space that we, by birthright and by design, have permission to occupy. And when we choose to move into the space of our heart that is the center of love, non-duality, non-polarity, We see the world in a whole other way because the heart has a group of cells in the physical biological heart that are neurological enough to be classified as a heart brain. And this heart brain, along with the other aspects of our nervous system, is actually regulating the cortical functioning of our cranial brain. And in a state of coherence, which is to say in a state of harmony or harmonic resonance, that breath that Michelle was talking about, breathing into a count of five and exhaling to a count of five, produces the resonant frequency of the heart uh, that places it in an optimal state. And in that optimal state, the heart brain communicates 80 to 90% more information to the cranial brain through the afferent or ascending systems than the brain communicates to the heart and body. So the, the heart has this amazing power when it is in harmonic order through this practice of heart focused breathing to send signals to the cranial brain to function more optimally, the amygdala, the the emotional center of the brain calms down, the cortical functioning improves, we focus better, we make better decisions, we tune into the intuition of our heart. And my favorite of all the things is we see possibility 
where we could not before. We, we could not see possibility in our incoherent state, but in a coherent state that we've self-regulated into by creating this choice point to practice heart-focused breathing, suddenly the brain is functioning at a whole other level of resonance with the heart and the heart and brain are op- operating as one and we see possibility where we didn't before. It always existed because the quantum field is an infinite mind of all possibility and we're using our body as an instrument to tune into the potentials of the quantum field as our heart syncs up with the brain and the brain sees that possibility that's always there. I love this for individuals, but I love what it means relationally because through resonance, when we become coherent in our own system, we bring others into a state of coherence without even trying. Their body wants to regulate into order and greater levels of functioning. And we entrain, they entrain upon our greater level of coherence. So relationally, culturally, socially, what this means is incredibly profound. And that's why it is foundational to what we're sharing, because it's wildly empowering to think all I have to do is pay attention to recalling my attention and my awareness into my own system. And just to trust the quantum field that all systems function relationally. And when I am in a state of coherence, everything around me will become more coherent and more tuned into potential and possibility. Beautiful, Diana. Thank you for explaining that. Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) I love it so much. Beautiful work. Michelle? Yes. So um, one of the uh, practices that I invite my clients into, um, and this is, you know, foundational to what we're talking about here is to understand the quantum field as that um, field of infinite possibility and full of energy, full of infinite, uh, beyond comprehension amount of energy. So um, by one estimate, um, the unified field um, power or energy within a single centimeter cube grams of energy is 93 to the 10th power so that's 93 with 10 zeros following is like um it, it it is really beyond comprehension in terms of um um how much power and energy is in the field. And so to know like, oh, if we are able to um, sense and feel the energy within our own body and sense and start to um, wonder, like what, how could I tap just to the smallest degree, the energy potential within the field um, and invite that in a, energy into my own system for revitalization and and um, bringing that energy in in a harmonized fashion so it's not just a you know cascade of energy but it's useful it's it's um, it has its own intelligence and order so I love to encourage people to sense and feel into that greater field every day. Just tune in. Can I feel it? Can I perceive it? Do I know it's there? How do I know that? Let me 
engage and then can I make enough contact where I can feel receptive to that energy flowing in and through me? Um, so very simple practice um, of first activating um, some energy. So just so it's a little, it's moving a little faster or a little stronger to perceive it. And so it's super simple, just um, putting your hands together and rubbing, just like, you know, stimulating, activating the energy flow, and then pulling your hands apart. And first, the primary thing you're going to experience, right, is the physical aspect of that. So there's heat and maybe tingling. And, um, but then as you allow your attention to, to remain in your hands, you're going to sense movement. You're going to sense aliveness. Or, or just invite yourself, like, what else is there? What else could I perceive is happening now in my hands or maybe in my wrists and lower arms from this activation of just rubbing my hands together? And then, oh, what's happening? You know, invite yourself. What's happening in the palms of my hands now? There's something. Can I perceive it? We have little mini chakras in the center of our palms. They're a powerful um, part of our body. And then if I imagine this field of infinite energy and possibility all around me, what would it be like to deliberately, with my consciousness, with my awareness, open the palms of my hands to receiving from this field beyond me? through the palms of my hands. So that's, um, yeah, that's just a simple practice to mm. start to open up that feeling of accessibility. Like I am I am a part of this completely interconnected universe, right? It's the, it's the field that connects everything. That it, it has always, it emerged from a single source and it is still that single source. I am that, it is me. And if I don't reinforce that belief of separation and that I'm just this tiny little thing here, you know, subject to the whims of my environment, but no, I am, uh, I am a full on participant. I am the field. And I have access to it. So taking some moments to allow allow that experience, um, feeling that tingling. I know as I'm doing this with you, I'm definitely reacting. And I'm all tingling myself right mm. here, right here. Yes. And if you're just tuning in, and it's the wonderful thing is if you missed all of these, uh, this part of uh, Healthy Options, it, it is recorded and it will be uh, archived. And so you get to experience this over and over again, if you'd like, by listening again. But uh, right now, uh, I want to remind you, this is the Healthy Options program on WERU Community Radio. I'm Rhonda Feynman. We're speaking with Diana Marie Chapin and Michelle Walker, who are healers and um we have wellness practices and are also board members and founders of the Healing Garden, a nonprofit wellness organization in Belfast, Maine. So this is uh, these experiences have brought up so many other questions that we can delve into. Meditation, um, the which has been you know thousands of years of of, of of meditation of people understanding this kind of thing. How do we bring that in? 
to to this practice um, of heart coherence and and quantum tapping into that quantum energetic reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana, can I begin here and then you can jump in? Yes, please do. <laughs> um, so, what, you know, people classically understand meditation um, as a way of stopping their thoughts or, you know, um, getting out of the stream of thoughts or something along those lines or being still or being quiet or, you know, um, and um, a lot of people struggle with meditation because their mind, you know, just keeps going, even though they have the intention of stilling it. Um, but it is possible to um, recognize that the mind is that the thinking mind, I should say, the thinking mind is really basically a distraction from who we really are. And it's our that our attention following our minds all every which way through the course of our day is actually what really gets us in trouble in our life. It's because the thinking mind is more like static than intelligence. And the true intelligence within us is the gap between our thoughts. It's the silent space of direct knowing and perception. So Meditation is super valuable, but everyone has to find a way that works for them. Some people, you know, really like to move. And so maybe Qigong is a better choice because it's sensing and feeling our energy system through movement and the you utilizing the direction of um, our intention to flow with energy. Um, there are a thousand different types of meditation, but more and more, my sense is that a like we are ourselves without interference actually in a state of harmony and love and if we're not experiencing that there's static in the way of that because that is the essence of who we are who we all are it's not unique it is that the the basis the foundation of this universe is really love and and that means we are that so the practice of meditation i would invite people to consider it's the it's it's really the dropping of away but standing in the way of that direct perception of love or a sense of harmony within or peace and um the more we apply effort usually like the further away we get from that experience. Um, so, so yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm reminded of a uh, wonderful bumper sticker. Don't believe everything you think that's <laughs> had, that, had that on our car for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That space between the, the thoughts and, and is in all the practices to make that space larger. And mm-hmm. when you have wild mind in meditation, that's it's not like oh 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 I'm doing it wrong. There's that understanding of returning and returning and returning. And if you have to say, you as as what Pema Chodron, one of the great meditation teachers uh, of our of our time, uh, talks about, oh you know, talk very like ah oh, just return, sweetie. You know, come back with great love and attention and gentleness. Oh yeah, just keep coming back. Just keep coming back. So the wild mind is for, for some at the beginning and for all of us, because our minds always will activate, always. 
it's just the nature of, of here we are. Um, and then the returning and the spaciousness creating that. Diana, what, what would you like to add here? Well, probably the most valuable succinct thing I could say to support people's meditation practice is that meditation is simply focusing on something that's not thought. And so for many people that's watching, you know, the breeze in the trees or the ocean or bees going into a hive or watching kids play. So it's anything that is not focusing on thought. And in that act of meditating and not and dropping the attention from the brain into the greater awareness, we are resetting a neurological pathway in the body and in the brain. The nervous system loves to develop familiar reference patterns. And meditation is a reset in which we withdraw our attention from the brain and, and expand our attention into the energy of space. And that's why meditation benefits the body so much because it disrupts or resets those old patterns and develops a new, more relaxed pattern. And in that state, in that neurological state that we call meditation, the body's restoring and repairing. And because the nervous system within the body and the brain loves to develop familiar reference patterns, then that becomes our new state. And if we're practicing coherence, well, then we just become more and more coherent and we develop these neurological pathways around coherence. And so all of a sudden now we're not sitting down to meditate. We're, um, you know, we're eyes open sitting, gazing, or we're walking, or yeah, maybe we're lying down and tuning into something greater. And what I would really love to encourage people to do is to take whatever experience the body gives you and authorize yourself that it is credible, that that everyone in a, in a state of in a meditative state or holding a meditative intention is tuning into the greater fields within the body and around the body. And whatever happens, uh, we have to just authorize it for ourselves. I strongly encourage people to authorize whatever their body gives them more than any body, including me, any uh, thing on the internet, any wise leader, because the body is so capable of tuning in with exquisite accuracy and exquisite singularity for each of us as an electromagnetic being, there is no information outside of the body that is better than what the body can give it. And being members of an electromagnetic universe, you know, when Michelle had us hold our hands together and feel that energy, that tingling is the electric part of the electromagnetic universe. The magnetic part is the pulsing, that beautiful feeling. Um, a lot of people, when they do that practice, feel like they're holding two magnets together and they're opposing ends because our heart is a magnet. And when that energy flows down the nervous system of our arms, we feel that pulsing magnitude. Well, in meditation, we can feel some pretty overwhelming and unique sensations in the body. As the body relaxes the nervous system, the energy begins to flow and, and people can feel that. So they might feel tingling in their body. They might feel jolting. They might feel expansive. They might feel like they're floating or sinking. And it's all to be totally loved and authorized because to Michelle's point, what are the big, the great opportunities of our time is to I mean, I tend to believe that most of what we believe is a limiting belief because quantum physics is showing this massive expansiveness and this abundance of energy. And so most of what we've been taught has been 
limiting thought and we've all inherited this conditioning that's limiting. And when we meditate and move into a state of coherence, we start to feel the magnitude of who we are. And if we authorize that more than anything outside of us, we tune into this great source of love. It's a loving intelligence. And so to not be afraid of what we feel or what we sense, perceive, see, or hear in meditation, because it is an intelligent love that wants to live and express itself through us. Yes. And you know, we only have a few minutes left. So I, I, um, I, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm speechless because, uh, we're, I'm, I'm already so coherent. I can't speak. (laughs) 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 All right. So maybe you could quickly give us, uh, my goodness, uh, we have a minute uh, tell us a little bit more about what the healing garden is up to. And for for all of you, and and um, in two minutes, we're we're really coming to the top of the hour, uh, and uh, we could go on and on, and we will. We we need to do this again. But right now, tell us what's going on, and um, and uh, how we can all participate about the healing garden. Well, I can talk about our regular events, and Michelle, maybe you'd like to talk about Walk for the World. Sure. Okay. We we regularly hold Healing Circle on the last Wednesday of every month. And for the next couple of months, we'll be at the Belfast Boathouse the last Wednesday at 630. It's a beautiful time for people to come learn the science of heart coherence and the practical side of that. We also hold workshops, um, which are posted on our website. We have one coming up on September 16th that has to do with learning some cognitive Uh, unhelpful cognitive patterns, disrupting them, creating a choice point, having a neurological research and reset. And, uh, and we also have a trust your gut um, day long retreat coming up in November. It's all on our website. All that on the website. And, and I have, we, and as we've been discussing, these are all the things that um, that you can practice. And Michelle, one very quick, we have uh, literally 10 seconds. Um, we, uh, the Healing Garden is collaborating with an event called Walk for the World um, um, with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's organization. It's a worldwide event, um, and there is information about that on Great. our website. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, right. I, I can't wait to run out Rhonda. of time. Our guests today on Healthy Options have been Diana Marie Chapin and Michelle Walker from the nonprofit wellness organization, The Healing Garden. Thank you so much for being with us on Healthy the options. Their website is thehealinggardenmain.org. You can find the link to the show and to other information that was mentioned on the public affairs archives at weru.org. Thanks to Joel Mann and Amy Brown at WERU for engineering support, to Petra Hall for production assistance, and as always, thanks to all of our WERU listeners and supporters. This is Rhonda Feynman wishing you the best in health.